2: Blackfoot. Connect to more. Happy
3: Wednesday. Welcome to Hour Number Two. You're more than halfway done with your week. Congratulations there. Colter and I happy to be with you on this very fine, fine Wednesday evening. Uh-oh. If you missed anything in the first hour of the show, listen on the podcast. The 2 Tell and Nuwana's podcast is available wherever you get your podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe, and listen on your time at your leisure. Anytime, all the time, thanks to Blackfoot Communications. Again, you can get us uh, on the podcast on Google, Apple, whatever platform you want. Whatever platform you got, you got 2 tell and Nuwana's. Uh, if you want to call or if you want to text 361-3688 is the number. 361-3688. All guests join us via the Ragged Brothers RV phone line. And if you want to listen live on the uh, stream, you go online, 10290ESPN.com. You jump in the stream on the Listen Live tab. Thanks to Opportunity Bank of Montana, your local bank, your opportunity. Want to remind everybody... Uh, We have a very, very cool, a very unique giveaway going on right now. Uh, It is through our website, 1029ESPN.com. It is completely free. It is completely painless. What you are uh, trying to get yourself here is a William Henry pocket knife. Now, if you're not familiar with William Henry, uh, let's put it like this. These pocket knives, they're not carried at knife stores. They're not carried really at stores that have knives. They are carried by jewelers, okay? Specifically in Missoula, R.P. Ellis Fine Jewelry carries a line of William Henry knives, which are 100% every single one, utterly unique, handcrafted, made of very rare, very exotic materials. The one that we're giving away, there's a picture of it up on the website, uh, 10290ESPN.com. The handle is an inlay of silver and turquoise. Has a very cool kind of Southwest theme to it. The uh, blade itself is just layer upon layer, sort of hand-forged Damascus steel. Very, very cool. A very unique thing. It retails for between twenty-eight to twenty-nine hundred dollars. So very, I guess I would say by my standards, very expensive item. Rolex of knives. That's what they keep telling us. That's right. And uh, and you could win it. All you got to do is go to our website. Click on the link there uh, uh, to enter, and here's what we want. We want your prediction for the Super Bowl champion and one word why they're going to win. One word why your team is going to win the Super Bowl. Again, we will select a winner, not next week, that's thanksgiving week but the following week basically the first week of december we will select a winner and uh the the thing about this too is is obviously it has nothing to do with who's actually good or winning okay so you don't need to make any prediction based on that just give us one good word fun entertaining thoughtful whatever it might be uh as to why your team is going to win and coulter and i will uh select some finalists bring those to you and then uh and then we'll select a winner uh, here in, uh, in a couple of weeks on a Friday. And then somebody's walking away with a very, very nice piece. And something like we've never done before around here. So we're uh, f- happy to do this, excited to do it. And hopefully you will enjoy this as well. And shoot, maybe this is the gift of all gifts that you win this thing. Maybe maybe it's for you. Maybe it's for somebody else. But in any case, uh, get in there and uh, and do it. Why not? It's for free. Uh, Coulter, it is time now for our ESPN Roundtable. The ESPN Roundtable is presented by Paradise Falls, 3621 Brook Street in Missoula on the south end of town. Get over there. Hey, state championships going on this weekend. They got them on TV for you. Looking for a state championship around the state, especially in Missoula. The Sentinel Spartans are going to be in Billings. You can't make the trip. You can't go to the game anyway. Go down to Paradise Falls. You can watch the uh, state championship game on Friday night. Speaking of, Coulter, we have the Sentinel Spartans captains uh, come in here and and uh, and just have a conversation with us. Four kids. We've talked to many of these kids, uh, three of these kids before in separate sort of uh, uh, interviews and things like that throughout this year, going back even to last year, but. Dylan Rollins, an uncommitted but multiply offered to fifteen at least different schools right now. Offensive lineman, great offensive lineman for the team. Dayton Bay, who is the uh, second year quarterback, uh, senior quarterback for uh, Sentinel. I said second year, second year as a starter, yep. and uh, uh, but a senior quarterback in Dayton Bay. And then Gino Leonard and Soren Sevrud, who are uh, both two way players on this club. And as we know, again Sentinel, nobody's been better. I mean, nine and zero, and not one. Frankly, even competitive game this season. They've just mowed through absolutely everybody they played—the good, the bad, the other—and uh, and they are—they've uh, earned themselves a spot in what promises to be a very compelling state championship against again the al- the also and other undefeated team, Class AA A in Billings West.
0: I mean, I mentioned this uh, several times throughout the last couple of weeks, but I think that the, the talent overshadows everything else with Sentinel, and I think that that is actually selling this group of young men short because I do think that they have that spectacular and special element of being together as a team. Mm. I think that they have a hierarchy of leadership that everybody in the program buys into. I think that everybody within the program that's a contributor, and maybe even guys that aren't contributors, they know their role definitively. They have the culture of a college football team, and I know that's something that Dane Oliver has worked very hard towards. But it also takes culture at the high school, too. It takes it from the administrative level, and it takes it from a holistic approach. And I know that you know, Craig Mettler, for example, has not been coaching the last couple seasons for the Spartans, but he's still very close to the program. He still helps out. You know, he's in the halls of the high school, so he's around these kids, making sure they're doing the right things. And then he's obviously the track coach, too, so then that parlays you know, in some of the offseason training that they do. But they, these guys, they run it like a program where they, they're training year-round. They're getting in the film room. They're getting in the weight room but then they're also competing with their buddies and having a damn good time. And I think that's the special part about this is you can just see it's not only the accomplishments but the joy that comes from the accomplishments. At the end of the day, sports are supposed to be fun. And I think a Mm -hmm. lot of times when guys lose their way, especially when they transition from the high school to the college level, it's because they stop having fun. These guys are having a blast. And I think that's the best part. Like, they were so stoked to be in here last night to talk about it. It's not like they're adding to the pressure or they're getting ahead of themselves or they're going to jinx themselves. They're like, no. Like Soren Sievert Sievert said, he said... This is the last time we're gonna do this. This is great. said. Yeah. This is so awesome that we get to be on ESPN radio. Thanks for so much for having us. So these guys are uh these guys are have an elevated level of maturity. They're really good kids, and I think that the entire Sentinel community should be very proud of them because I know that there's a lot of adults At that high school, both parents and administrators and teachers that have had a huge influence in these guys becoming the young men that they are. But it's definitely something that Missoula should be very proud of. This is a historic accomplishment, and to see where Sentinel has come over over the last 10 years compared to what they were for so long, which was just a flat-out non-factor, an embarrassment, to be honest. I mean, they had a a losing streak of over 50 games at one point Mm -hmm. in the 90s into the early 2000s, and then another one of like 35 games in the mid-2000s to erase that sort of Um, mediocrity within the culture and rebuild it into then what is one of the great teams in Montana history. It's a special thing. So sitting down with these guys was a true pleasure. And I think Missoula as a whole and everybody involved with Sentinel high school should be very proud of them. All right,
3: here you go. Enjoy ESPN round table. Well, happy to welcome into now the ESPN Roundtable. Easily the largest ESPN Roundtable that we have ever had four guests in for the ESPN Roundtable here. The four captains of the Sentinel Spartan football team currently undefeated and uh, headed to the state championship game. Haven't won a state championship at Sentinel since 1972 and this team uh, has had a phenomenal year undefeated to this point. I will uh, introduce all the guys that are here. We'll try Keep track of them. I know it's hard to understand on the radio who's talking, so we'll try and, you know, direct traffic a little bit for you. But uh, Dylan Rollins here, offensive lineman. We got Dayton Bay as well, quarterback uh, for uh, for the team. Gino Leonard, a two-way player, linebacker and centered, and also Soren Seavrood, who is also a two-way player, running back and linebacker as well. Guys, thanks so much for being here. Congratulations already on a very historic season, but I know that you uh, got one more that you would like to pick down, obviously. Uh, it's a little bit odd doing this ahead of the game because I know that your focus is 100% on what's going to happen Friday night in Billings. Let's start with those last two words, in Billings. I mean, the irony of this season and the way that it's set up, so let's start with you, that you've had this great season undefeated great by the way billings west also undefeated so they they deserve all the props in the world as well but to have to travel now for this game that's still going to be on a friday not even on a saturday what added element of difficulty does that bring to you do you think for this if if any at all to have to go over all the way to the to the furthest place that a double a team will have to travel
4: yeah it's kind of a unique situation how it all came down to a flip of a coin so um we do have to go over there and six-hour bus ride, but luckily we're able to go the day before, so we'll be completely rested and ready to go by 7 o'clock on Friday, but uh, I think uh, it's business as usual for us, so we'll do everything we can when we get there, and uh, it should be smooth sailing. We were talking off-air about what Sentinel
0: was for quite some time and it, it was the opposite of what you guys have established here but we talked to coach oliver every single week and he talked last week hey this is where we expect to be we've been in the semifinals finals three of the last four years this is where we wanted to be. How do we get to the next step? What's it taken all these last couple of years to build this into what it's become and, and what does it feel like to finally break through and get yourself a, a bid in the state title game?
5: Oh yeah, definitely. Um, it all, it all started with some great coaching. I mean, coach O came in and he really turned around this program with help from coach Joseph that he set in the past, you know, didn't have the best seasons, but they turned it around, got a great winning culture started up here. So, I mean, three semifinal trips in the past four years is awesome. So, We want to be that class that's able to go over the top and get that state championship. And, uh, you know, with all the work we've done throughout the season as teammates and as a family, I think we have the opportunity to get that done. And Dylan, what was the feeling
0: in the locker room last week coming into the game against Billings Senior? Because you've been that far before. You know, you've been to the semifinals before, but this is kind of the moment where you need to break down the door. So what was the feeling amongst the team going into last week's game? And how are you guys able to dominate so thoroughly? I mean, another five-score win for you guys. Um, you know, we talk a lot about just doing our
1: 111th and doing making the basic play. You know, we uh, aren't reliant on one guy. We have a lot of weapons. So we just knew that we had to go out and play our game and do what we do, and we'd take care of it. But, you know, like we said, we've made it a couple times and haven't broken through, so we just knew that this was our year. And uh, the whole year we've talked about this is where we want to be and this is where we need to be to reach our goals. So we just knew what we had to do and just had to go execute.
3: So. Dayton, interesting deal uh, when you talk about your position as a quarterback for a couple different reasons. First, though, let's start here. I mean, the number of offensive weapons you have, and I guess a pretty decent offensive line to boot, <laughs> uh, it, it, it's got to make playing, though, in this offense like a ton of fun. I mean, you guys are absolutely
6: loaded, right? Yeah, just going out there each you just your eyes just light up when you know you have the best O-line, the best receivers, the best running backs, and when you get them the ball, you know they're going to go out there and make plays.
3: You know, also, one thing that Sentinel has done under Dane Oliver is is welcomed guys from outside the team who who have come in from various places around the state, and even this year, especially Washington, not playing prep football, a lot of kids looking for places to play, and brought in a guy who's also a quarterback. And I know that, you know, this is a team that you were the quarterback for last year, you've split reps, and obviously it's worked because here you are, but what's that been like for you, and what did it take for you to go, okay, you know, I, I understand, like, this is what this is what probably needs to happen for the team to be
6: the best as it can be and you're still having an outstanding year within that. Yeah, as you said, the team, the team came first. So the coaches and I talked each week. We take I took it from a different perspective this year. So him and I split reps and we just compete each week in practice and in the weight room and then from there we just make each other better, which makes the team better. And then from there we've seen what we've been able to do.
0: So, what have you guys thought of, of Dayton's unselfishness of accepting that role? But also, I mean, watching you guys, it would be a nightmare to prepare for you guys because you got one series, he'd come in, throw the back shoulder fade, and the next series, Sermon might put his foot in the ground and score a 50-yard yeah. touchdown. So, just talking about his unselfishness, but also, it, it almost makes you guys more dangerous having two quarterbacks.
4: Yeah, Dayton in this whole situation is really a testament to this team and how we're so tight and we'll sacrifice certain things for the, better, the greater good of the team. And... um they're they're both great quarterbacks and they do different things, so it's tough for a defense to game plan. I mean, you got two guys like that in your backfield, so uh, it helps out everybody around the team too. So uh, you just can't say enough about those two and what they've done to adjust to their to their role this season.
0: Now tell me this: I know both Dylan and Gino. You guys have family legacies at Sentinel. But do you guys, are your parents, are they
4: Sentinel people as well? No, no, my, my family's from out of town. Okay. I'm the first generation Sentinel okay. Smart. How about you, Dayton?
6: Uh, same with me. No relation to Sentinel with my family.
0: So, question for you two guys, then. First, you know, heard a great story that, you know, last time Azul Sentinel won the state championship in 1972, your grandfather was the head coach, right? What's his name?
5: And Did he talk about this when you were growing up? Uh, yeah, Gene, Gene Leonard, my grandpa. Uh, you know, it, it was always a big thing for my family. Sentinel always had that tradition. My, my great dad also played for the Spartans back in 88. He graduated. And uh, it's always been a big tradition for us, you know, and it's pretty emotional having the opportunity to, you know, try to one-up my grandpa and be also be a state champion and make sure my dad knows it, rubbing it in his face a little bit. But, yeah, it's big. I know having that chemistry with my grandpa will be able to share this opportunity for us all our lives. So.
0: And your dad went to Central too, right, Dylan? Yeah, he did. So, I mean, is, is it instilled in you as a kid? I mean, does, is it even cooler that you're, like, making your dad proud for his alma mater while you're chasing this state championship with your teammates?
1: Definitely. Uh, My dad, along with my cousin Alec Bray, who's now a coach there, and my older brother watching those those guys growing up, it was just, you know, it's been a dream since I was little to play for this team. So.
3: ESPN Roundtable presented by Paradise Falls. We're joined here in studio today by all four captains of the Sentinel Spartan football team. Sentinel playing Billings West in Billings for the Class AA State Championship Friday evening. And uh, guys, uh, this, is, this is sort of a question for all of you. But uh, Soren, let's start with you on this. Uh you haven't played a close game this season. I mean, that's like, I mean, it's just been phenomenal to watch the, not just the winning, but the way in which you've won. You got to have a ton of confidence, obviously, but also how do you go in against yet now another undefeated team that you obviously haven't seen? Cause one, somebody would have lost if you'd have played before, but to go in and, and, and believe in the work and, and the, the talent of the team and also not just be expected. Well, Hey, we're just going to breeze through this one again, or, or, or do you think that I don't know? Yeah,
4: our goal is always to be one and zero every week, and uh, we prepare a lot over that that time. So, um, no matter who's playing across us, our our goal is just to dominate and uh, play our game. It doesn't it doesn't really matter. So, uh, we know it's a good team, and um, it's expected to be a good game because it's the number one from the east and the number one for the west. And uh, you you want this game when you have the number one team from each side. And uh, we were kind of hoping to play the best. And, and Gino for you
3: too. Just the just the mentality given how this season has gone so great for you guys to now be on this cusp and, and against a great team in Billings West.
5: Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, this whole season's been a testament to our coaches and uh, our guys buying in through this whole season, you know, starting in the summer, doing workouts every morning at 7 a.m. and uh, buying in to film study and working in quarantine, getting meetings going together. Uh, I think we'll be ready for whatever happens, you know. I mean, we've been expecting something, a good game to come about, and, you know, I guess it hasn't happened yet. But, I mean, we're not expecting anything, but we just know we're going to play the way we always play, and we'll be ready to go no matter what happens. Dayton, it's
0: been so uh, both fun and also fascinating to watch you guys because you mentioned all the weapons you have, but the big playability is is so crazy, man. Like last week, you guys had three interceptions that turned into three touchdowns in the span of like six plays. <laughs> you know, Donovan South rips off a 60-yard touchdown. You hit that back shoulder fade, you guys score on the next play. So, I mean, the big playability is so crazy, but you guys have never gotten into a situation this year where the other team is offering resistance, and then you have to isolate the mismatches. But if you do, how much confidence do you have in these guys? Because it seems to me, you know, say this is a close game down to the end, you guys find a way to line up TJ Roush or Jace Clues where somewhere on the edge and they're going to find a mismatch. But, I mean, have you considered what it takes mentally to prepare to maybe be able to do that even though you haven't had
6: to do it so far this year? Yeah, we have a team model of doesn't matter, get better. So we take that into every week. So when we're faced with any adversity, we know that our guys will get the job done. We trust each other we have our 111th and when we all come together to make our 111th we know that we can get the job done
3: <clears throat> you know sentinel in general uh last two years in athletics has been outstanding a really good basketball team state champion track Obviously, three of the last four years football been in the state semifinals, and a lot of—I mean, a lot of big sky po- guys in the playing for the Cats and the Grizz—traffic through Sentinel the last couple of years were your guys' teammates. You're know, going in. So, what, what's it, what's going on at Sentinel in the athletic department that is allowing you know this this school and and these different teams to emerge at this level, not just in the city, not just in the west, but at a statewide level as being one of, if not the class, the outstanding sort of athletic departments that we're seeing, Dylan. I'll ask you.
1: Um, I think it just goes back to a winning culture. Once one sport starts doing good, especially a domin- dominant sport like football, then all the other ones kind of see that. And uh, it comes down to athletes too, a lot of good athletes at our school and stuff. But uh, once you start winning games in one sport, uh, it gets the whole school involved and stuff. So just creating kind of that
0: culture again helps. So. Let's talk about the actual matchup of this game. Do you know Billings West offensively? They got a couple of the best skill guys in the state on the perimeter the Dollar Brothers. And, uh, I mean, Taco Dollar, he's lightning in a bottle. He's had some ridiculous numbers the last couple weeks. So start with those guys. I mean, how crucial is it to contain them if you want to slow down Billings West offense?
5: Uh, definitely. I think uh, every team we've played the whole season, I guess, we've always had seen that one guy that can uh, be a spark plug for a team. And, uh, you know, we found a way to shut him down. I'm not, I'm not saying that we're going to definitely do it on Friday night, but, you know, that's just our mindset going into the game. You know, they have some dudes. We, we have a ton of dudes so you know uh, matchup wise we're ready to go and uh, we're just going to have to leave no doubt on the field and be ready for that opportunity.
0: And Dave, when you're looking at Billings West defense those two edge guys are the ones that stand out I know first of all Neil Daly is a guy you guys probably know pretty well because he was a central guy for the first couple years of his high school career but also Paul Brott so uh, how do you go about mitigating the pass rush what does it take to slow down
6: Billings West defense? Yeah it's a unique defense Uh, we run that they run a 3-4 some we haven't seen at all this year They added a 3-3 stack, so it's going to be huge for our O-linemen to communicate this week, and they communicate to me, and then we get a play call in, and then after each series, we talk with the coaches and get a game plan, and then if we have to adjust, we will, just based on what they're doing. But yeah, it's going to be a different uh, view for us as a perspective from the defense looking at us, because we haven't seen a 3-4, so we just have to make our guys <clears throat> go out and do our thing.
0: And Dylan, on that note, it's interesting because you've been playing mostly on the inside of the offensive line This you're playing some guard. So now you're going to be uncovered a lot of times. So how does your perspective change? And, and how important is it, do you think, to slow down that pass rush? Because it seems like that's the key to Billings West defense.
1: Um, it's really important. That's obviously, as you said, a big part of their defense. But I think it comes down to, I'm still helping inside and outside and watching linebackers. But just as a unit, uh, we've played a good player here, a good player there on the defensive line. And now we kind of just have to bring it all together and it's going to be, we're all playing a good D lineman. So we just have to be solid across the board and rise to the occasion.
3: Soren, I'll ask you this, this is again for the group. So if you guys want to chime in, you know, feel free, but I'll, I'll start with you. Soren. there's a lot of kids, uh, Ryan to tell circa 1999 that would have liked to have played uh, varsity football and, uh, and did, but like, you know, weren't really starters or whatever, you know? Uh, and, and, and then there's a lot of kids who, and you gotta be pretty good, right. To, to just to be a, a consistent, you know, down and down out starter playing uh, varsity football. And then you got a, a bunch of kids who uh, their season's over. They're, they're not playing Friday. There's two teams out of 16 teams that are left. Have you thought about the, the, uh, the unique experience that you are about to have that a whole bunch of people would love to have or have had that never got an opportunity to and how, you know, exciting and, and uh uh you know, fortunate that that is. It's a lot of hard work, but also, you know, you're part of a great team that gets to have this. How, how cool is that to you?
4: Yeah. I mean, ever since you're a little kid, your dream is to being in the state championship and uh just makes you reflect on all uh the last four years in high school and yeah, all
3: or the, the Cayman Islands that was also a dream of mine <laughs> but that's, the, the state championship is pretty good
4: yeah so. yep uh, a lot of hard work in the last four years and it's it uh it's, you, you see the product that it, it becomes and um a lot a lot of these guys who I've been playing with for t- since I was 12 years old so it's really special when you um, when you're when you're get to this point, we've gone as long as we can. We just want to finish. Go ahead, Gino. Yeah, what do you? Go ahead.
5: Uh, definitely. You talk about the starters on this team. You know, you, we always get the spotlight, I guess. But um, you know, we have a great underclass with our juniors and uh, sophomores. That every week in practice, ever since their season been done on JV, they've been doing a great job in scout team, getting us ready and giving us good looks. So you know, most of the success we're getting, you know, I'd, I'd give them a credit to that. So you know, I just think those guys need to be noticed.
0: Dylan, is there pressure? coming into this weekend since you guys are, you I mean, you're undefeated. You're, you've been just killing teams. So I think the average, I, mean, it's been, I think 48 to five is the average score for settles as, as this year. So, I mean, do you guys feel pressure coming into this or is this just kind of business as usual?
1: Um, we always take the approach of business as usual. Uh, obviously, we don't want to sit there and overthink it and try to predict scores in our head. We just want to go in and do our job and, you know, the score will take care of itself. We just have to
3: do what we've been doing all year. Dayton, I I don't want you to give away like any game plan or anything, but like it seems like it's gone pretty well thus far. So maybe you don't change a whole lot. But also, the is there is there a plan like hey we're going in against a team they're running a different defense than we've seen for the most part this season. Mm-hmm. We know what we do, but we you know we we may have to have a plan B or even a plan C. Is that stuff? Is there a game plan in that? I know we're talking middle of the week here, so you're still building up towards Friday night. But is that is that stuff uh, there or is it just hey? This is what we are. This is what we do. Let's maximize
6: that like we have all season. Yeah, we have a plan for all scenarios. Uh, Our main goal is just to get the ball in our playmakers' hands and let them go do do their thing. But if the defense throws something at us that we're not used to, we know that we can come back and communicate on the sideline and go back out and be successful with it.
0: When we get you guys out of here on this, then, Gino, what's it going to take for Sentinel to take home the state championship?
5: Uh, I'd say just playing our brand of ball, you know, just the past – how I many weeks have we been playing? Nine, ten? This is our tenth yeah. game? Yeah, no. These past nine weeks, we've been playing a pretty special brand of ball, and uh, we just need to continue on that. And, you know, it's just been a great week of practice already. We just need to continue on that and uh, stay on the right path, and we can't get distractions that seep in. It's, it's about us and not about that outside stuff.
0: It seems like this is a culmination of the weirdest year in the history of the world, though, right? I mean, yeah. of course you guys have to go on the road to win the state yeah, championship exactly. because this has been such an, an odd year. But uh, Missoula Sentinel uh, taking on Billings West Friday night in billings Dale Stadium. And uh, i tell you this, boys, we, we're all rooting for you in the city of Missoula. So go take care of business. This has been fun.
5: Yeah, thank you. Appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. There you go.
3: The uh, captains of the Central Spartan football team, again, of course, playing Friday night uh, in billings in the state title game Our thanks to those guys for coming over appreciate it fun to talk to them and uh you know everybody not everybody many people mostly you talking about the demise of the future and the children and all they doing is playing mostly their me. games and stuff <laughs> but hey you talk to kids like that man and uh it's great you know what i mean a lot of a lot of maturity there, a lot of hard work there and uh, and 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 just good kids, you know, that's fun to talk to and there's a there's a lot of them running around. We're happy to do that. so uh, good, good to talk to them. And as you said, we uh, we we'll look forward to this game, Friday. I think it's gonna be a it's certainly gonna be a fun game. i I, I think that it could be a fairly competitive game. Um, but we'll find out. And again, you're going to be there, front and center. Uh, you're going to be yeah, doing buddy. a live hit from Billings for us here on the show on Friday night, and then uh, post game, collecting some sound, doing some interviews, that kind of thing, uh, as you're able to. And so uh, uh, we'll uh, look forward to uh, to everything that transpires because it would it would no guarantee it was going to happen, and it looks like it is going to happen, and so that's a very good thing. This has been our ESPN roundtable. It is brought to us by Paradise Falls. Paradise Falls. 3621 Brook Street in Missoula. Again, you can go over there, watch the state championship game. This one and a couple others that are happening this weekend uh, on uh, on their TVs there. They have the stream hooked up to the TV, so you can check it out there. And also, Coulter, Thanksgiving, it's next week. You don't want to cook? You don't even want to have a mess in your house? Paradise Falls got you covered every which way for Thanksgiving.
0: Well, you can't go to the state championship game, so I want you to go to Paradise Falls and watch it. Done. Got 18 draft beers, 30 big screen TVs. They'll have it streamed there. Perfect Friday night. Yes. While you're there, then you're going to put in your Thanksgiving order. You can either choose to have dinner there Mm -hmm. on premise. They're going to start serving dinner about noon on Thursday on Thanksgiving Day. And do make a reservation for that. Do make a reservation because they want to make sure you stay socially distanced and also that they have plenty of food. $18 $18 a person for the full Thanksgiving meal, turkey, the stuffing, the cranberries, the rolls, dinner salad, all the stuff. Or if you want to take it to go, 20 bucks a person. You just got to give them a call by Monday to let them know that you're either coming in to pick it up or you're coming in to dine in. But either way, let Paradise Falls take care of Thanksgiving dinner for you. Come have Thanksgiving dinner in Paradise at Paradise Falls, 3621 Brook Street in Missoula. Missoula's coolest hot spot. Quick
3: break. On the other side, the Non-conference schedules for men's basketball, Montana State, University of Montana. We've been waiting to get some finality here. We have it. We'll tell you what it is next.
2: Blackfoot, connect to more.
3: Welcome back to Tell and Juanas, one two ESPN Sports Center. And brought to us by Aaron Pignon, Vexia Realty Team Missoula. If you want to uh, get in touch with us, you could do it in a lot of different ways. You can call 361 3688. You can listen live on the stream on the uh, website, 1029ESPN.com, or you can follow along on Twitter at Gus at 1029ESPN at Skyline Sports MT. Those are your relevant Twitter handles. Coulter, we thought maybe at the beginning of November, uh, end of October, beginning of November, we might have a definitive non conference. Uh, uh, a schedule for montana montana state men's basketball the women's schedules came out oh about a week week and a half ago and we talked about those but we haven't until now just recently gotten we've heard about some teams we know that there's been some games that are definitely on the schedule but haven't gotten really the full meal deal we finally get it now and again the the season Officially starts a week from today, Wednesday, will be the first day of uh, NCAA basketball, men's and women's basketball across the country. But talk to us, Coulter, about the Bobcats and Grizzlies men's teams and who's
0: on the slate, where, and when. Well, we talked about the Montana Grizzlies a little bit ago because Jordan Hansen from the Missoulian was able to uh, use a Freedom of Information request to get the contracts that have been solidified for Montana. So good reporting by him. Uh, a Coach Secure, he, he uh, mentioned a couple of these games to us today on the Zoom call as well, but the four non-conference games for Montana include playing at Washington, at Arizona, at USC, and at Georgia. As far as when these games are taking place, USC's November 28th, so... Um, I, I guess, is that the day after that will, Thanksgiving? Yes, yeah, I guess it's the Saturday. Saturday.
3: And that, that will likely be the first game, which also I believe the 28th is the first Montana State men's uh, game as well in terms of,
0: of, of the schedule. Well, Montana State actually scheduled to play Wednesday at UNL. Oh, oh, there the are Wednesdays? The, the day before But do they play the 28th as well or no? Uh, no, they, okay. they play. Uh, so I'll give it to you for the dates. The, uh, the Montana Grizzlies play at USC November 28th. 20, November They're at Georgia on December 8th at Washington on December 16th and at Arizona December 22nd. The Bobcat men are at UNLV on Wednesday, next Wednesday. Mm-hmm. The UNLV game at Colorado State got canceled today. I'm not sure which side of the uh, the equation was the reason for that. Okay. If it is UNLV, that could get a little bit tenuous. Uh, the Bobcats also play at Pacific on December 2nd. They play at Washington State on December 18th. But that game could be up in the air, too, because Kyle Smith, the new head coach at Washington State, tested positive for COVID-19 today. Washington State is saying that there was no contact with anybody in the program. So the program will continue on as normal. I don't know how that works. Mm -hmm. That doesn't seem possible to me, but we're not here to debate protocols at other schools. Uh, but Washington state's tentatively December 18th to the Bobcats and then Portland, December 22nd. Yeah. And,
3: uh, uh, Interesting, the, the a couple of schools. Damon Stoudemire is the head coach at Pacific. Yep. And then the head coach at Portland. Terry Porter. Is, yeah, the, the, the uh, great Portland Trail Blazer. Terry yep. Porter from those awesome, you know, 90s Blazers teams. And he's uh, obviously stuck around and, uh, and, and now coaching in the city over there. And so, uh, you know, obviously an exciting time this is what happens uh, or not this is what ha- this is what Travis secure likes to do when he when we talk about the schedule is he he has had about four high major teams scheduled every year that he's sort of been in charge of finding a schedule, you know what I mean? If, if he tries to load up with as many teams as he possibly can, obviously the biggest one was going and beating Pitt mm-hmm. uh, in uh, out of the ACC uh, when the Grizzlies were able to do that. But they've played a lot of very close games. I asked him today, Coulter, about the possibility of you know getting you know when when he schedules these games. I think he really likes his team. Just about every year, and thinks that they are not just going to be competitive, but going to have a real look to win. You know, one of these games each off season, you know, or each each non conference season, excuse me. And I asked him about maybe if that likelihood was even improved this year, as so many teams have been through so much, including Montana. Certainly, mm-hmm. they're not exempt from this. But sometimes, uh, you know, what do we say? You know, uh, uh, ugly weather favors the. Uh, favors the underdog in football because you know if he could get kind of an ugly game going maybe that keeps things a little bit closer maybe some of what schools and programs have had to go through maybe it just doesn't keep things as linear as it normally would and gives some of the underdogs a a shot but he said what three months ago i probably would have said yes now i'm not so sure i mean i think now we're just trying to figure out how we're even going to play a game and i hope that we can do it and you know what the results of that are going to be is is you know is anybody's guess. So just get us to the start line. You know what I mean? Not even the finish. We get us to the start line so we can do it. So we'll find out very soon. But those are some 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 great opponents, and there's some great games if
0: we can get them to happen. Yeah, it's just so interesting given the geographic locations. I mean, Coach Takir will play the sound for you over the next several days, both uh, the end of this week and early next week as well. But you know, he talked about how. You know, I mean, he, he reaches out to a lot of people for a lot of different reasons, but he said he's talked to 30 different coaches across Division One, and only five of them had true protocols for COVID-19 yeah. instilled into their program. That in itself makes things a little bit of a slippery slope. You also look at where is going to be traveling to. You're going to be flying into L.A. to play USC. You're going to be flying into Seattle to play Washington. You're going to be flying into uh, probably Phoenix, You probably actually fly directly to Tucson to play Arizona. But either way, you're flying into a big airport, and then you're probably flying into Atlanta, the biggest airport of them all, to play Georgia. And so that's a risk in itself. But also I think that you see places that you can fly direct, so maybe that mitigates the risk a little bit. In terms of the money, that's an important part of this Montana equation as well. $255,000 in total guarantees. UM will receive a $45,000 guarantee for USC, $50,000 from Washington, $70,000 from Arizona. So those are all less than what the normal buy games would pay. But Georgia, they're paying the full ticket. They're paying $90,000. So uh, as we know... Coach DeCure's contract is structured in a way where the first money game goes to the athletic department and then the next ones go uh, either to subsidize his salary, his assistant coach's salaries, or the overall budget, specifically recruiting budget of the program. So this right. is a good thing for Montana to make up some lost revenue and a, a place for maybe them to, to have some dividends paid on that end. It'll just be so interesting to see how those Pac-12 schools navigate things. In terms of the quality of the opponents, here's the Pac-12 media poll this year. UCLA got nine first place votes. They're number one. Arizona State got five. They're number two. Oregon is third. They got seven first place votes. Then it's Stanford, and then Montana plays at Arizona. They're number five in the Pac-12 media poll. USC six, and Washington's nine, and then Montana State. They play Washington State. They're number eleven in the Pac-12. Does it media surprise poll.
3: you that UCLA is number one in that poll?
0: Um. I mean, I'll be completely honest. I have not dove into who returns in the Pac-12 whatsoever. I do know that Bobby Hurley has great momentum going on right now at Arizona
3: State. Absolutely. And I, a- I, and Arizona I do State think, makes sense to me that they would be that hot. Totally, and I, yep. I do
0: think that Dana Altman has done such a great job at Oregon making that his own program. It's not just the Nike program. It's not just the West coast program. Mm -hmm. Like even when Oregon was really good under Ernie Kent, they were Oregon before they were Ernie Kent. You know what I mean? And now Oregon looks very much like a Dana Altman program. He, He recruits specific types of guys. So I think he's done a great job there. So I'm not surprised those two teams, I don't know much about UCLA or where we're at with
3: UCLA. Well, I, I don't know either. It's just they, they've been so very down in a coaching change sure. two years ago. And to you know all of a sudden be up there at you know number one in, in the Pac-12, pretty impressive. Here's the only thing I want. I don't, I don't care where they end up. I don't care who wins, who loses in terms of the Pac-12 race and all that. Just please, somebody, give me Bill Walton. I just oh need some Bill Walton color commentary. It has got to be the worst thing that happens to Colton Juanas every single year. No, and I it's like the Walton. great, best thing that happens no, 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 to happen. No, 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 no. You like no, Walton? He doesn't even
0: talk no, basketball. Yeah, He's talking here, about here's going here's, out. Here's into the, the, the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Shannon if, 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 if you are, if you are authentically, um, mentally sporadic. <laughs> then I love you. If you are manipulatively mentally sporadic like Mike Leach, I hate you. Oh, There's brother. a distinct difference. Mike Leach's is a stick. Bill Walton couldn't make up this shtick. He's that crazy. Well, I don't even think
3: he's that. I just think that he's you know, he knows what he knows. He likes to go along and storytelling. Well, so think I, I think glorious. I think Bill
0: Walton is an authentic uh, intellectual, and I think that Bill Walton uh, has explored all of the avenues of his mind. I think Bill Walton is a very brilliant person. Yeah, I think Mike Leach is another fraud. I think he's putting on a he's, comedy he's act. Not that's a, f- I think it's a couple. Fraud. I think I mean I just I just I think it's so tiresome that Mike Leach acts like a stand-up comedian to deflect what are the gigantic holes in the programs that he's run at every stop okay, along the now,
3: way. Now let me just I mean we're getting into the weeds. Every coach does that. They just don't do it with humor and fun and going somewhere else. They just go, ah, oh, yeah, you yeah, yeah, know, yeah, we gotta, every coach gotta, does gotta, that. I mean, okay, fair. Ninety-eight percent of coaches. They do not address the holes in their program. They don't answer the questions that get asked. Yes. Yes, you do know.
0: We're pretty lucky, honestly, in the sports that we cover in the Big Sky Conference, particularly in Montana, we actually have more coaches than not that directly and fervently address the weaknesses of their program constantly. The next question Bill Belichick answers will be the first. Okay, he's a terrible example. But no,
3: he isn't a terrible example. He is the archetype. And if you're going to give me one of the two that's not answering questions, give me Mike Leach all day.
0: I just think that it's so naive for people to get the wool pulled over their eyes by a guy who is just, he's just nothing compared to what people want him to be. All the opponents for the Cats and the Grizz from the non conference basketball, it's interesting because you have three Pac 12s plus Georgia for Montana. So all power fives. Obviously, the fact that former NBA players like Damon Stallimire at Pacific and Terry Porter at Portland uh, are, are on the schedule for the Cats plus then a Pac 12 with Washington State, those all jump out as games that have cool storylines. You know, obviously there's the cool storyline too with Brian Fish being at Mo- at Georgia. So now Travis Takir gets to have a little bit of a rendezvous with, with Coach Fish. And they had a pretty friendly rivalry when they were both coaching at the rival schools. And I know Coach Takira was so classy when when Coach Fish lost his daughter. I know that's something that meant a lot to Coach Fish, you know, because he had to coach in that Cat Grizzly game very shortly after his daughter passed. And and Travis was so good about, you know, standing up and saying, hey, the rivalry aside, like this is a pretty amazing thing that this guy did this for his team. But regardless, uh, in terms of the actual quality of the opponent, though, you have all of those intriguing storylines. But you want to know who might be actually the best team that's on any of the schedules? It's UNLV. I mean, UNLV finished second to Utah State in the Mountain West last year. They returned a ton of great players. UNLV Mm -hmm. has been a – you don't want to say it's a sleeping giant, but a place where – I mean, obviously, Jerry Tarkanian won there at a higher level than almost anywhere. Of course. They haven't been able to find anybody that could uh, bend the rules without breaking them like Tark did. But now, they hired – TJ Olsenberger, who used to be at South Dakota State, who had massive success at that's South right. Dakota State, won multiple games, and he has seemed to bring in some pretty impressive recruits. I mean, they had a kid; they have a kid right now that I, that Danny Sprinkle was talking about, how this kid might be a a future first round pick in the NBA next year. Well, UNLV four years ago had the number one overall pick. You, you can get that type, of, type of talent. It was crazy, thing. yeah. But I actually think that's an interesting fold too, because you know I have no idea what's going to happen between all the play of these games, but. I do think that the games that are on, no, on November 25th, the first day, I think those games are going to happen. And so I do think we're going to see Montana State play UNLV. I think we're going to see Montana play Utah State. I have no other guarantee for you other than that, though.
3: Yeah. Uh, all right. Montana, by the way, Utah State is uh, the women's game. It's 2 tell New 1029 ESPN Radio. Hey, we live in this great state so that we can enjoy it. Do we not? And if you're a business owner, you know how hard you work. And sometimes it's at the expense of your own free time. Well, get some of that free time back that is where black bookkeeping and consulting services comes in black bookkeeping and consulting services is a virtual bookkeeper it helps keep small businesses organized and helps maintain and grow your business which also helps it keep keep it running smoothly and gives you more time to do what you love. Black Bookkeeping and Consulting Services offers monthly bookkeeping and will even clean up previous month's books. Visit blackbookkeepingllc.com to schedule a free consultation today online. blackbookkeepingllc.com
0: going to be safe for you and your family. The Wingate Inn, located in Missoula, it's an excellent option for business travelers, local business people, or anybody coming through the city of Missoula. Let the Wingate Inn make you feel at home even when you're not. At
6: the motel
5: under street lights in the city of Palms. Call me what you want when you want if you want. And you can call me names if you call me up. Three nights at the motel under street lights in the city of Palms. Call
3: me what you want when you want if you want And you can call me names if you call me up Tutel Nuwana's 1029 ESPN Radio SWX Montana Television At Gus Tutel at 1029 ESPN at Skyline Sports MT Those are your relevant Twitter handles You Check those out, and if you missed anything in the show, you can listen on the podcast. The 2 New Ones podcast is available wherever you get your podcasts. Just rate, review, subscribe, and listen at your leisure in your time. Podcast is available thanks to our friends at Blackfoot Communications. Uh, Coulter, couple things. First of all, Robinson Cano. Yikes. Popped for the whole year for the Mets. His second PED suspension, the first one with the Seattle Mariners, was a half season, and this one is a full season. Will not be playing uh, in whatever exists of a 2020-2021 season for Robinson Cano, and the second one, not really great. Speaking of not really great, what has
0: happened? Clay Thompson tore his Achilles. That is... Dude, that uh, makes me want to throw up. ...is really... Awful, awful
3: news. Now, do we know this is for sure? I mean, th- sure.
0: this. Uh, I, I mean, I guess. Okay, let, I'll find. I mean, here, here's the thing. I, I know you were saying pump the brakes when I first saw the tweet, but I've been around the business long enough to know when they understated. When, when they when they, when they say has suffered a potentially serious injury that will require several days worth of evaluation, it's because well, whoever witnessed this, eyewitness wise saw something that was not good. And uh, I mean, it, the tone of the tweet had very similar tones to like when Teddy Bridgewater did this. Um, but this is from Mark J. Spears, who's a uh, senior writer for ESPN uh, NBA said NBA source in the notes says Clay Thompson's injury uh, was a potentially a torn Achilles, simply not good. And then latest is from several different sources saying that Clay Thompson has uh, torn his Achilles. And uh it, his uh, it's just brutal, man. It's in the opposite of the opposite leg of what his pre very his first practice back after after the ACL. Uh, I mean, the, another thing that always kind of brings when there's smoke, there's fire, which is so unfortunate, is when. NBA Twitter just blows up. I mean, LeBron James was tweeting prayers up to Clay. Draymond Green says, "I know you're gonna make this through. Yeah, yeah. Make it through this, buddy." Like it ain't it ain't good. This was not like a, he rolled his ankle. This was like he got carried off the court. So whatever yeah. happened, once we get confirmation, we'll really tell you. But I mean, all right.
3: Well, ain't good. We uh, we leave on that sour note for the NBA draft, the future, and the hope.
0: Good night.